1: Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast, a podcast for people who want to learn more about their personal finances and get the most from their money. This series is hosted by Kate Campbell from How To Money and Owen Raskovich from Rask Finance.
0: The Australian Finance Podcast is provided for educational purposes only. The information is general in nature and does not take into account your needs, goals, or objectives. What that means is the information does not apply to you specifically. So consider getting the advice of a licensed and trusted professional before acting on the information. Kate, welcome back to the next episode of the Australian Finance Podcast.
1: Yes, great to be back. And today we're going to be talking about the flavor of the month in terms of podcast topics, buy now, pay later. Mm. The pros and the cons.
0: Okay, so a common example of a buy now, pay later is...
1: After pay, zip uh, pay, split pay. It, and hum that I hadn't heard of until hum, today. Okay, but
0: yeah, they're popping up everywhere.
1: I have had debates with a lot of people either side of the buy now, pay later. Um debate. Debate, yeah. yeah.
0: It's okay.
1: A contentious topic. It is. And I've I've debated for and against over the last couple of years and I've changed my mind.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm interesting uh yeah it's uh you know it's a show of a person who has great intelligence you know this i'm just making this up on the fly Mm -hmm. that uh can hold two opposing thoughts in their mind at the same time so charlie munger who's one of the world's famous investors and thinkers had that view that if you can hold two opposing thoughts in your mind at the same time and um you know debate them both with yourself you'll be a much more intelligent person Mm. and it's what lawyers do all the time right because they have to debate what they have to know what their opponent's going to say naturally he was a lawyer gotta be your own devil's her. advocate that's it mm. so respect for you okay back to the topic at hand <laughs> let's get stuck in so we're going to talk about we're going to do an overview of the apps and don't like hold us to any of this like when if you've got an afterpay debt or something like that and you hear something here and like that we say something at you go read the terms and conditions or speak to the financial because this stuff could change at any time it could yeah and then we're going to talk about the good the bad some regulation and kind of our thoughts on it okay so do you want to do the overview or do you want to do the overview
1: um you go for it
0: okay so i'm just taking a lot of this stuff from something that was written on our website ras media uh, by a guy named will will uh gave an overview of each of the apps and we'll start at the top we'll start with afterpay which is by far the biggest one Mm. so I've got 3 million plus users here. I think it's more than that, a lot more than that. But that, it, It's over Australia and the US and into Europe now. So basically someone pays for something, say like they want a new, I don't know, T-shirt. And it's a $100 T-shirt. they They've high flies, maybe Tommy Hilfiger, who knows, whatever <laughs> drives people. Uh, so they buy the T-shirt over four equal installments, $25. They pay it off over, that's over fortnights. So at the end of the uh, four fortnights, they've paid it off now you can sign up in seconds i did this the other day as part of uh, we were researching um after pay as part of our investment service and as in we were researching the company so we downloaded the app and had a look around we got 500 dollars instantly without credit checks without anything what'd you buy nothing no. just wanted to see if i could get the money uh no interest according to this but then again you pay late fees so interest tomato tomato uh you pay a $10 late fee for under $40 uh, if uh, purchase. If you don't pay on time, uh, 25% uh, capped at $68 for anything that you purchase over $40. Now, once again, I could be wrong about that, but hey, Afterpay charges nearly 4% to the retailer. So they talk about merchants, this thing called merchants. What they're saying is the, actual, the, the retailer actually takes the, the bulk of the fee. So that's mm-hmm. how they make most of their money. So the more retailers they sign up and the more people who buy in-store using Afterpay or online, they charge the retailer a fee. Uh, so the thing about Afterpay, which I'll just touch on here, is that they voluntarily, as far as I know, they voluntarily submitted themselves to AFCA or the Australian Financial Complaints Authority, which is basically some sort of recourse for disgruntled consumers. Mm. To be honest, I don't know if what the rules are if they do it voluntarily, if they actually <laughs> have to abide by whatever the AFCA tells them to do, but yeah anyway they've done that so a few of them have done that which is a good sign i guess so the other one is zip pay it's another one uh interest-free loans up to a thousand bucks pay six dollars per month on the balance outstanding i'm sure there's probably some other things in there but i don't really know uh split it is another one so split it i think is on the asx yes it is it's listed its shares are on the asx but that's not the topic of this conversation repayments on purchases same as afterpay you still need a visa you still need a mastercard to sign up you can do it over 36 months Uh, there's one called hum slice it yeah I think that's the uh, tagline (laughs) so you can slice up your payments. slice up your payments with hum
1: yeah and they're flexi groups behind that one
0: Uh, so you need a credit card or visa to to sign up to hum I believe Uh, interest free purchases up to $30,000 which is incredible over 60 months if you purchase something under $2,000 you can choose between five or ten fortnights to pay it off why do they use fortnights why don't they just say weeks so confusing. Anyway, this, I think pay cycle. Ah, yes, okay, yeah. yeah fortnightly pay cycle. Yeah, right, okay. Centrelink, Fortnightly, I believe, too. Mm. Is it? <laughs> I haven't tried. So, um, Hum, yeah, You, I think you pay late fees, but I, I could be wrong once again. So that's my very terrible mm. overview of the industry. Why don't we go to some uh, good, like some reasons why on the affirmative, why these apps are good for society and for individuals, Kate?
1: Okay? okay. I think the main... The biggest one is afterpay is the lesser of many evils. If you have to buy something now and you have to choose between getting a credit card where you're going to be, you're probably going to be stuck with that credit card. They're going to make it hard for you to close it. They're going to be charging you 20% interest when you don't pay on time or getting a shark personal loan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Afterpay is the cheapest option. It's the most... If you have to get some line of credit, then Afterpay is the cheapest. And the buy now, pay later is that interest-free at the cheapest. If you can pay on time.
0: But you can get credit cards with long interest-free periods. Hmm? Hmm. Hey. And you get a shiny whatever card in your wallet.
1: But if you need the money straight away, the credit card often... take. You have to have an approval process. They do a full ID check. And you have to wait for it to come in the post. So after pay and these buy now, pay laters are doing it on the spot in the store. So that's sort of the biggest thing I think people are liking. It's pretty easy to sign yeah. up. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, my partner, she signed up at David Jones and got a uh one or $2,000 uh, credit card allowance on the spot. She doesn't even reckon the cashier was 18 who signed her up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the reason she did it, is because she got the dress for half price if she signed up to the credit card Hmm. uh interest-free and then she she cancelled it but anyway i'm not advocating for this by any means (laughs) just playing devil's advocate here uh okay so why else are these things good you've said that they're the lesser of two evils yeah what are there any other reasons that you can think of
1: so I think another part is it's an app. And it helps you pay on time as well. You get notifications, and it's split split into four payment cycles that hopefully align with your pay cycle. If you are full time, though, many unemployed people have been able to get after pay loans, so haven't been able to pay it back.
0: Mm, okay, interesting. Any others?
1: Um, and it's also having a great influence on the Australian retail economy, actually. Um, it's encouraging people to spend more. Uh, people are spending more in their purchase. So from a business point of view, for the company itself that's using Afterpay um, to offer Afterpay to its uh, customers, it's great for that company.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been shown so far that because we're still in this like viral growth stage, that stores that choose to add Afterpay to their checkout tend to get more sales mm. because you you could go to a westfield now for example like i was down in doncaster westfield down here and just on the outskirts of melbourne and on the big information sign which directs you around the shopping center it had afterpay and that was like bigger than the search button mm. it was accepts afterpay <laughs> so it's kind of like that's yeah. just replaced the search function it's just afterpay that's where i'll purchase so yeah. you have consumers that are like really mm. you know there's a lot of momentum behind the, yeah, the so brand an and encouraging that's benefiting them as well them. yeah um,
1: and often the retail economy in australia does struggle so i guess that's a benefit there and it also has limits so it actually controls how much you can spend and they sort of they sort of see how you go so they might start you with a lower limit and then once you have a successful repayment history they'll say you can borrow a bit more next mm. time um so and as soon as you um are late you get a late fee but that's capped and if you default on the payment so you just don't pay them back then they cut you off mm-hmm. so often credit cards let you go on for a long time before they cut you off
0: okay uh, yeah fair enough hmm. I will add some other things here mm-hmm. which are kind of like um, soft benefits if you like so they might offer exclusive discounts so after pay from I believe will be In the future, moving more and more into exclusive discounts for its network because it's got like millions of subscribers. So they can offer, uh, they can push those subscribers or those users Mm -hmm. through to certain retailers and they'll receive referral fees. So that could be good for end users. Uh, You said it helps retailers. Afterpay has started venturing into the health space. So, for example, seeing a dentist might mm. become easier if they accept afterpay. If you've got a root canal that you can't afford to pay for straight away, you might yeah. be able to just afterpay. And it. I
1: know Zip Money's gone into the education space as well for short courses and things like that. So Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a year or two ago, but if something When like,
0: you say gone into the education space, what do you mean?
1: Like there might be a short 1000 or $2,000 course that's maybe a certificate, it's not covered by HECS or any government
0: Oh, I thought you meant like they were teaching kids in schools.
1: (laughs) No, 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 no. No, okay. No Dolomites here. Okay. Okay. Um, So you can pay for that short course in installments and things like that rather than having to come up with the money up front, which you might not be able to do.
0: Mm, Okay. So it's kind of like an investment, a good debt, if you like. Mm. Yeah, we talk about good debt, bad debt. Okay, cool. How about some of the cons, the reasons why these Buy now, payload apps are bad.
1: The biggest one at the moment I'm pretty convinced about is that it actually trains you to have that habit of debt mm. and a line of credit. So you it trains you never to pay for anything up front, never to have that cash saved up, set aside for that item you really want for that airfare. You can actually just – you just you see it, you want it, you buy it. I think that's an Ariana Grande song, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, so it's sort of, it's changing your psychology that you're, by using these services, it's getting you used to have that line of credit um, and not paying for things up front and having instant gratification rather than setting a saving goal and putting money aside in your budget each week for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So like I it.
1: think that's probably the biggest thing. It's sort of, I think Scott Pate referred to it as a gateway drug. The marijuana um, of These uh, buy now, credit. pay later services because it's training you to be hooked on having a debt product and a line of credit. And then what's the eventual next step? I don't know, credit cards, personal loans, car loans?
0: Mm, Probably.
1: I mean, it hasn't been around long enough to sort of see how that flow and effect from the millions and millions of young Australians using the product, how that will affect how they spend money in their later 20s and 30s. True.
0: And you probably won't get any type of um, decent uh, statistic on that. No. At least one that can't be politicized. Uh, so, yeah, it's... Okay, so I'll come up with some uh, negatives. I'm really good at negative stuff around <laughs> here. Uh, so first thing is it sucks to owe people money. Even though you owe, you just owe the app, it's not a good... Like you said, it's not a good habit. Hmm. The chains of habit are too light to be felt until they're too heavy to be broken. <laughs> uh, and it's so true. If you get yourself in a bad habit early on, like you said gateway drug okay so the thing that also is important to note is that this is even though it's not called credit when we'll get to the regulation part in a minute even though it's not called credit it technically is when someone extends you money that's credit yeah being credited giving you
1: you're allowed to get that item up front and you haven't paid for it all
0: yeah that's it and so that like to your point earlier on there's a domino effect so you start small and then you just get bigger and bigger Mm. and bigger and that is not where you want to be it's I've got some stuff here like that this is from a study that what we owe is a bigger predictor of hip happiness than what we make so what we earn an in income mm. so people think I want to make a million dollars it's actually less effective for your happiness to earn more than it is to just get rid of debt and people don't think about that but people that have been through that and have got rid of it will know what I'm talking about and they mm. can certainly appreciate that so the other thing is that the, the Afterpay platform in particular was in the news for things like this Mickey Mouse, kind of like a, <laughs> um, I don't know, they dodged the system a bit. They ordered some alcohol, underage, blah, blah, blah. It was not used appropriately, obviously, yeah. but it was just to show that it could be used inappropriately. Yeah, and,
1: so, and children were able to get around the, the yeah. system. I think this is over a year ago now, but to buy alcohol, <laughs> things yeah. like that.
0: Yeah, that's it. Fortunately, no I one think they've hurt.
1: tightened up little bit since then
0: yeah, yeah they have they have um, so the affordability checks uh, when you're part of the the national credit code or when you're regulated properly you have to do a certain number of checks there's checks and balances effectively you have to go through before you can lend money out and so by not being regulated um, under this piece of legislation they can effectively f- just fly straight through Another thing that I've come across recently is that it's been easier for people to hide these payments from their partner. So I've heard of instances or come across instances where partners, one partner in the relationship is using an afterpay account to buy things that they shouldn't be. Mm. So that's not a very good thing. And I've got another piece of uh, inf- wisdom here, which is that high levels of conflict is um, highly correlated to people that are highly indebted. So couples that have a lot of debt tend to have much higher levels of uh, Marital stress and, you know, all the other things that come with that. So uh, that's not a good thing. And here's the thing for society. Everyone pays more. You know, we haven't, we haven't seen any crystal clear studies on this, but if Afterpay is charging the merchant, the merchant who's the retailer, I should mm-hmm. just say retailer, why am I saying merchant, will actually up the prices a bit to make sure that they can cover that cost. Mm. And so you going in store, you might actually end up paying more.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't see that straight away, but it's something the merchant after a year or two using Once, yeah. Afterpay, they'll go, and, yeah, we need to kind of cover this cost.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I heard someone, I don't know if it was at your investor event last year, but actually say um, they now go to stores and s- tell them, well, I'm not going to use Afterpay. I'm going to pay up front. Can I get a 4% discount? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, And they said it had worked at small, smaller boutiques and stores like that. Huh, okay. I'm not sure if the...
0: Maybe if you pay cash, you get an even better price. Yeah. If you, <laughs> it's, you pick but up it's not a huge <laughs> corporate,
1: they're probably a lot more negotiable with price.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, and so the last one is one that you mentioned off air a minute ago is that do the debts get passed to debt collectors?
1: I don't think they have so far. The thing is, how do they collect? I think collect? they just write it off. I mean, they chase you, but then they just write it off, I think, at the moment. Right, okay. Though if you're... Getting a thirty thousand dollar interest free loan with Hum, yeah, I'm thinking they're not going to be as friendly. They won't be, if you stop if paying yeah, that I back. Mean, I mean, yeah. if you're talking like Zip and Afterpay, if you're just getting a couple of hundred, then it's a lot easier for them to write off. But if you're getting thirty thousand dollars mm. in an interest free loan, they're not going to forgive that as easily.
0: No, no way. Yeah, you're not mates. That's for and sure. They're pretty new, grand. so
1: they haven't. We haven't seen them get to the end of the thirty month period yet. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, what, how they treat the debt. Mm. But, I mean, I don't think they'll be happy to just like, sort of sit in silence. And they could put debt collectors onto you.
0: Yeah, well, if you break the terms and conditions, mm. just like you do with a utility bill, right, that's not credit, but they extend you a product, they can pass that on to debt collectors. Okay, so... Um, and
1: another one that you can get multiple, you could have a afterpay and mm. a zip money and a... Um, line of credit because none of them check each other. So you could have multiple lines of credit going at once and there have been some stories in the news in the last few months of um, people that are unemployed and have got themselves into a sticky situation because they got three different buy now, pay later services Mm. at once.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. So
1: I don't know. That's partly consumer fault, partly...
0: Oh, well, it's all at the end of the day, people, the argument for people that are Pro afterpay is like well you should pay back on time because it's not your money or yeah you know the 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 really logical argument is that well a rational person would use a buy now pay later service because they know the time value of money and in compound interest they would pay for something using afterpay or whatever split it and then just pay it off and my counterpoint to that is how many people do you know that are rational
1: I mean when it comes to <laughs> money we're usually not rational beings.
0: No, that's it. We're not so. uh, Yeah, it's a good it's a good argument, and it makes sense if you are the type of person that can pay off things. Mm. Credit cards sound good too if you're the type of person that can pay off things. But you know, we're all able to pay it off until we're not. So Mm. uh, I had to say just stay away from it. But we'll get to that. We'll get to the punchline in a a minute. Okay. So regulation in uh, February 2019, uh, Senate Standing Committee sounds so professional when I say that. Senate Standing Committee found it found um, that the national credit code would not apply to buy now pay later products um, and the reason why it's important is because if it did apply if the credit code did apply then they would have to be regulated like credit providers kind of like personal loan providers credit card providers and when you're
1: getting a credit card they ask you a lot of questions mm. Mm. like how much do you spend on food your rent your bills and do you have other credit cards your job they even sort of check that check where you're working so they do a lot of checks
0: Mm. Um, Okay, so what what we would say then if you don't have access to some sort of regulatory um, dispute resolution or if you don't have that recourse is just make sure you read the terms before you sign up for one of these Mm. things. Um, Second thing is, do you already have all these debts? You mentioned that someone could go and get multiple. I think we're preaching to the choir a bit. I think the people that listen to this podcast Mm. know where we sit and they probably have a very similar set of beliefs. It's unfortunately the people who don't listen to finance podcasts that probably yeah. end up in in the doldrums here but
1: I'll make sure you tell your friends about the National Debt Hotline. Yep. So yep. we'll put the number in the show notes but that they are able to help.
0: Yeah, 1-800-007-007. 007 twice. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> okay, and so another thing that the financial rights body came up with is just to take note of their privacy policy too because they could be selling your data to uh Third parties, they mm. could be selling your your financial information. We've they could seen be sending
1: billion-dollar companies. Yep, sell your data to. Yeah, third parties, I think it's so. happened.
0: Hmm. I can't remember who. Maybe a social <laughs> network. Uh, maybe a more than one social network. Yeah. Okay, so what are my rights? So most of them have a pretty deliberate sequence of events when you have a complaint, and that is, you go directly to them. You email like the generic line, mm. and then some of them have voluntarily submitted themselves to AFCA, which we said earlier on is AFCA. If, that's, if I haven't done that, you can go to ASIC, which is kind of like the financial services governing body, hmm. and um, they may or may not be able to enforce something. Uh, then you can go to things like fair trading if there's issues with like refunds or returns and that sort of stuff. So yeah. there's a few different things. Uh, we'll put some links to the um, Financial Rights Centre. But it in is here.
1: such a new space, it's very difficult to, to find information on this sort of stuff, I'd reckon.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's, yeah, there's... Even if you look online, there's not too many mm.
1: n- And there'll be good new resources. service buy now, pay later services popping up because at the moment for the buy now, pay later company, it's quite a lucrative business. Mm.
0: For sure it is. Okay, so let's conclude this, Kate.
1: Okay, so and one thing, if you are in a buy now, pay later hole and you need some help getting out, um, it's definitely worth contacting either the National Debt Hotline or a financial counsellor. Um, And we'll put the links to those in the show notes.
0: Yep, for sure. And take a look at, if that is the case, go back and look at our, listen to our episodes of the debt where we mentioned credit cards and those types of things. This, As far as I'm concerned, Afterpay, uh, Splitit, all these other apps go in that same bucket as credit cards. Mm. Even though they don't charge interest, quote, unquote, you're going to be up for late fees. You're going to have that hanging over your head. Just get rid of it. Um, and get rid of it quickly. Uh, okay, Kate, so what wisdom have you got for us here? What what should people do?
1: I mean, I, I personally think set, setting a goal and setting a plan to reach it and saving up for that goal is probably the most satisfying thing. Uh, you don't want to be going on that holiday to Fiji and then having to pay it off for the 30 months now. You could be paying it off with a buy now, pay later service. So. You want to actually have that satisfaction of enjoying that trip that you've saved up for or or the new pair of shoes or whatever it is. Mm
0: -hmm. Cool. I like it. Mm. Um, My ultimate conclusion is you don't need it. So you don't need buy now, pay later. Um, There's a few things. There's a few emotional psychological biases that these apps play on. Mm. And I was reading this book and it's just got this chapter that's kind of like devoted to the psychology behind these types of things. And um, there's so many little studies that have been done that show how our mind can play tricks on us when it comes to money. So let me just give you one. So there's this study that was done. If If you want people to act rich, so you want them to buy nice things or you want them to act like they have lots of money, what you do is you show them a photo of money or a stack of money and they'll tend to act richer. Right? And so it's like the thing, like when we talk about like materialism and people getting sucked into mm. um, buying the latest thing, if that's the image that they want to show you, so then you feel like you need to get it because, and you, 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 we're hardwired like this. We can't, sometimes we can't control it. Like we see uh, someone in a new pair of clothes or whatever, a pair of shoes, dress, jeans, whatever you want a pair of whatever they have. You've almost, you're almost psychologically wired to go and find the easiest route mm. to get that. Um, so there's another thing is that, when people buy things, they are when they when they buy something, what they're doing is they're picturing themselves what it would be like to have that product, and so for many people, you get more satisfaction more satisfaction out of the expectation than the reality. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that meme where there's like expecta- Instagram <laughs> versus reality. It's two different. It's the same picture, yeah. yeah it's dialed up. So a question here is, like, will it make me happy? And um, there's this thing called the drool factor, and if you drool, it tastes better. And this comes back to the idea that, um, once again, the anticipation of getting something is sometimes just as powerful as getting it. Mm. And so there was a study done – I'm going just off the top of my head here – but there was a study done if you drive a BMW around a really nice set of hills uh, in the United States – what do you get more satisfaction from, driving a brand new BMW through the hills or driving just an old banged up car through the hills? And what it turned out is what they were able to show is that it's actually the hills that are important, part, not the car that you're in. Yeah. So it's the experience you're getting, not the material item. And I think um, you have to be aware of these things like when you make these decisions. And although I'm going very philosophical here, um, after pay and these buy now, pay later services know how we're, we're wired yeah. and just don't give into it. It's so easy to do all this sort of stuff, but trust us when we say if you're free from debt, your life just will just takes be more the weight off your shoulders yeah, you'll be more fulfilled, you'll be happier with yourself you'll be more you feel more accomplished, you don't need to to succumb to what society wants you to mm. conform to um so I, I yeah my ultimate um verdict on this is you don't need any of these apps, yeah. just like you don't need credit cards, just like all these promises of benefits and what have you yeah. Just live within your means and you'll be a much happier person in the long run.
1: Mm, and I, I think I have that exact, exact same problem when you see personal loans saying, want to go on your favorite holiday, mm-hmm. get a personal loan. And I just, I think the advertising can be a little irresponsible, but I mean, there's not really, no one's really regulating the that kind of stuff. Yeah. And all these buy now, pay later services, you look at their Instagrams and they're all sort of trying to be inspirational. They've all got new items, holidays, travel, and they're just trying to get you to part with your money, essentially. Mm. Um, And so I think definitely, you know, figure out what your goal is, set up a plan to get there, and you'll just be so much more fulfilled with the end result if you actually work hard and do the work up front.
0: I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Yeah. So if you want to send us any questions following this episode about anything money-related... I'm available at howtomoney.online or on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus.
0: Cool. I'm Owen Rask on Twitter and Instagram and you can find us at uh, raskfinance.com.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey